0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I am your host, Noah Alvarez. I want to thank everybody that's currently tuning in right now. And before we get into this week's episode, I do want to thank a couple more people. do want to thank Generic Sports for producing the instrumental in the background. You can check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. You can also follow him on Twitter, Instagram. Same thing, Generic Sports. And also go check out his band camp. If you're someone in the market for instrumentals and beats, be sure to go support your local producer. Also want to shout out Vince Correa for producing and designing the My Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. He also helps out with a lot of the Instagram page work too. Be sure to go give that page a follow. At my period Mike and period I. So once again, thanks to Vince Correa and Generic Sports. And also a shout out to the homie Max Farias. He's been on the show a few times. He was on the episode to talk about sports cards, but he currently has his own podcast going on right now, too, titled Rocks in the Outfield. If you're an Angel fan, if you're someone in Orange County who roots for the Angels, be sure to go check out Max's newest podcast. Go follow him on Twitter, Rocks in the Outfield. You can search that up. I believe he's doing something for Instagram, too, in the near future. So be sure to go check out that local podcast as well and support your local podcasters now i did want to remind you guys that this podcast is available on apple on spotify on soundcloud it's available on TuneIn, stitcher google play pretty much all the listening platforms and it's also available on the big heads podcast network which is home to many great podcasts including the curious kid podcast now here's a little commercial describing a little bit more about their show hello my name is jacob
1: and i co-host, 5-year-old Olivia.
0: Do you have kids?
1: And are your kids curious? If you answered yes, you should check out Curious Kid Podcast, a weekly educational podcast for curious kids and grown-ups. Every week we learn about another topic. We've already learned about spider webs, batteries, the moon, and so much more. You can
2: find us at CuriousKidPodcast.Buzzsprout.com or wherever
0: you listen to podcasts. Boom, Noah Alvarez back here in action with the My Mike and I podcast. And before we get into this week's episode, didn't want to plug a few things real quick. As most of you know, I'm a writer for TheBallOut.com, so I'd really appreciate it if you go check out their website. They have a lot of great content on there. Go check out my new column This dropping this weekend outside the hashes in 2020. I'm trying to make it a weekly column. It might be biweekly by the end of this month. Uh, Nonetheless, I am trying to write more consistently. So be sure to go check out the latest version of the outside the hashes column. I have a little bit of fun with the top 11 college football players of all time list that came out during the college national championship. Um, also, be sure to go check out the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I at one more time. That's at my period Mike and period I also follow me on Instagram at Noha underscore Alvarez, the personal Instagram account. And then follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez this is a great way to interact with me via the show. If you want to be on the show, feel free to reach out. If you have any feedback, constructive criticism for the show, be sure to reach out. I greatly appreciate it. Also go check out my YouTube page, Noah Alvarez. I have a broadcast reel up on there currently right now. Last fall I was really busy working with the Fullerton College Internship, working with the football program, the volleyball program, soccer, Uh, All kinds of programs, basketball too. So be sure to go check it out. I have a reel up on there. And I'm working on having a few other reels coming out by the first couple weeks of February too. uh, More sports specific. And I would greatly appreciate it if you guys can go check them out. Give it a like and maybe share it too if you really thought it was dope. would greatly appreciate it guys. And now we can get ahead into this week's show. Episode 88. And on this week's show I bring on guest YBG Anaheim born and bred. Local Orange County rapper, uh, his name is YBG. As I just mentioned, he's a Cal State Fullerton graduate. He also was part of Fullerton, Cal uh, State Fullerton's student radio, which I think is really cool too. Because I was part of Sacramento State student-run radio, so it's always cool to find other members of student-run radio stations at different colleges and see how the different experiences are. But nonetheless, we talk about. A lot of his college experience, we talk about a lot of his early upbringing in hip-hop, uh, what's him, what are some goals that he has down the road as well. He also has a podcast, Stupid Geniuses podcast. Be sure to go check that out. You can find out his music on YBG. Search up on YouTube. YBG has two really good music videos that are just released. Juiced Up is one of them, and I Speak for Peace is another one. You can also follow him on Instagram, YBG714. That's where you can find his uh, his work. Lot of his work on those YouTube pages and on the Instagram page but yeah without further ado hope you enjoy the conversation between YbG and I so thanks again for hopping on the show um, first thing I wanted to ask you YbG how'd you come up with the name you know uh it was when I first it was even actually before I started radio
1: so I remember I was go it was like the summer going to the fall of 2015 of college. I I knew I wanted to do radio and I kind of was just trying to think of a name. And I was actually sitting down with my brother-in-law. And I kind of thought of the your boy George because I've always heard like your boy. And I feel like your boy George was catchy. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, the same moment when I told my brother-in-law that, he was like, yo, your boy George, that's initials YBG. Mm-hmm. So you could do that too. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so like that works. So that's why I decided to do that. I was like, okay, I'll stick with your boy George, but I also put like AKA YBG. Mm-hmm. And as time went by, kind of just like, I felt like YBG just sounded more official, uh, kind of just sounded more legit. And mm-hmm. especially as an artist, it sounded more of like an artist's name. Mm-hmm. So that's why I decided to trans- transition
0: to that. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Cal State Fullerton, Titan yep. Radio. How did you, like, out of high school, how did you know you wanted to go to Cal State Fullerton being part of the radio program?
1: Well, I mean, I got accepted out of high school, but I didn't get into radio till like, my fourth year in college. Yeah, fourth year. So, first three years, I didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. And I was a business major when I first got in. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, my first three years, dude, were, like, bad. Well, it was kind of bad. I was just, like... Figuring it out? I was figuring it out, but, like, I got on, like, academic probation, like, twice. I almost lost my financial aid. Dang. I was drinking a lot. You know, I was just like a mess. Yeah. And then when I started doing radio during like the first year, I slowly started finding myself more. Mm -hmm. And when I started, when I started doing that, I felt more happy. And like when I was finding myself more, like things were just slowly starting to change. Mm -hmm. So I feel like uh, radio is definitely like my calling in a way. Yeah. There you
0: go. So how do you juggle between, at least when you were still at school and doing the whole student radio, how did you juggle making music? School life, and also being a part of the student radio station.
1: Bro, I don't even know. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how I did it, dude. But, like, yeah. So, like, I did radio. I obviously was a full-time student. I worked part-time. And I was, like, in three or four other clubs. I was also part of a fraternity, too. Oh, dang. Okay. So, how did I do it? You just do it. You just got to really manage your time. time. But definitely, there were sacrifices. Yeah. Like, I had to sacrifice, like, sometimes my weekends to, like, mm-hmm. you know, not see my family or friends. So, like, obviously study or... You know, I had to do any, like, events I had to go to and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I had to stay up late. If I had to work. And maybe I had to work till 10 p.m. or 11. So I had to study after. I wake up the next morning. Like, fuck it. I had to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would find my ways, but I had to do what I had to do. So definitely there were sacrifices.
0: Mm-hmm. So after it's all said and done, I mean, what was, like, one of your favorite movie memories at uh, Cal State Fullerton? I think...
1: I think, obviously, graduating, like, walking was cool. Like, that was definitely going to be one of them. But I feel like that's everybody's. Yeah. Um, But I think, other than that, I think my last show at the station. Mm. um, My last show, I interviewed Randy. He's the producer from The Woody Show. Mm -hmm. So I think he was one of the biggest people I interviewed and uh, just doing that and then you know kind of ending it with my best friend being my co-host and all that yeah and obviously my girl was there to like see everything happen it was like a it was a good moment because like damn this was my last show i almost teared up honestly yeah because i was in that station for like four years mm-hmm. so i think that that was probably one of my best moments
0: for sure how'd you come up with the name open talk and how did you reach out to certain artists that you had on the show so when i yeah so my first two years were open talks and Honestly,
1: okay, so there I'm a huge basketball geek.
0: Okay. okay? Yeah, yeah. I love the NBA. Like Lakers shooting, or Clippers? Lakers, Lakers, uh-huh. Lakers
1: okay. the Clippers are good. They're dangerous. Yeah. So okay, I can't I can't I can't lie about that. But like uh I'm a huge nerd. Like my girl always says it too. Like I'm a super basketball nerd. Yeah. And uh there's a show called Open Court.
0: Mm, I've heard yeah, of it Have
1: yeah. you seen it NBA TV right Yeah, yeah. So in Core, You got like all the legends Sitting around in like a circle and Having a discussion it. It's like yeah. a podcast Yeah basically So that's where it kind of Inspired me to get Okay obviously I can't do Open core I'm gonna get freaking sued But like <laughs> uh, I'll do like open talks I just I just sounded nice Obviously And I wanted to keep it like Cause I like my interviews To be very organic And open mm-hmm. So like just an open conversation So But I feel like open talks Just sounded more Catchy And mm-hmm. then what I started doing Was a uh, I started calling it the o- OTL, mm. so uh, it was the open talks listeners. Listeners, I'm like, what did I call it? <laughs> I'm like, damn, it was a long time ago. It was like two years ago. Yeah, but yeah, it was. I called. it I called like the people that listen to me. They were part of the OTL. It's mm. the open talks listeners. Yeah, there you go. But that like is done now. Yeah, of course, obviously. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, nah, but the whole like student run radio station, that thing's fun. I mean, I did it over at Sac State. Shout out to KSSU. Nice and you guys have like a free format kind of ability to kind of Hell do whatever? Yeah, yeah,
1: they were pretty laid back with it. I mean, yeah, yeah they would just give us like our slot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, they would just say like, you know, you can play music, you can talk about anything you want. Um, Cursing was like You could Oh you could You could But like
0: It was like a minimum Where'd you guys Stream on Or was it online Or was it We had our own website But we weren't FCC regulated Oh lucky So I mean
1: we couldn't say like Fuck 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 Like every fucking (laughs) sentence But like We were just We could say a few things Here and there Yeah they always said we could play clean music, but no one did, bro. No one? <laughs> like,
0: oh. I mean, everyone was always playing, like, explicit versions. Bro, that's funny. Yeah. My, I had my show over there at Sac State was uh, Double Coverage, and I talked about sports and hip-hop, and I played yeah. hip-hop songs in between each, like, segment. Yeah. But I remember, like, some songs I would really want to play, but I couldn't find the clean version on, like, whatever YouTube downloader I had. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, like, super tough. I was like, damn, I really want to play this song, but I can't, you know? So, so it was super hard to find. Because we were FCC regulated, we streamed on the um, the TuneIn app and then obviously the online thing. But yeah, that's it's it's a lot of fun just because like the people I met there too. Like, oh, yeah, well, mean, even the sports people or just, like, the radio nerd people, man, it was super fun. Yeah, dude,
1: you can network so much in radio. Yeah. That's what I loved about it, too, because, like, I was able to make it to something where, like, all right, I was bringing artists every week. Yeah. I had it lined up. Like, I would, like, have an artist, a new artist every week on my show to interview. Mm-hmm. And I would plan it out, like, months ahead. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I loved about it. So, yeah. it was just a good opportunity to network.
0: Mm-hmm. Favorite basketball player, because we were talking about earlier. Kobe. Ever Kobe, ever? Kobe, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kobe
1: over Jordan. I know it sounds crazy, but uh, but I, I, it's a little bit more biased. Yeah, Just because yeah. I grew up watching Kobe and like Shaq and all that. Yeah. And obviously with him and Gasol and all that. So, yeah. I, I would say that. But if it was a one-on-one, I feel like Jordan would still win. Oh, yeah. Easy. Because Kobe stole pretty much Jordan's <laughs> moves. Of, yeah. He copied them. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like Jordan's like the master. So, I feel like he would still win. Do you have his jersey? Kobe's? Not yet.
0: Okay. If Not you were too. to, would you get 24 or 8? um probably both, You're good, both? <laughs> yeah like, was tough, right? Yeah, I'm like i'm getting both bro i can't I, don't, put, don't put me in that position they should they should do one where they put a in the front or one of the numbers in the front and one of them on the back oh, there of you of go time. bro go market that just go pitch that <laughs> I'm, I'm cut this out from the no. <laughs> just that's dope so tell me about your earliest experiences at least like when you wanted to record music and who inspired you to pick up a mic and just you know record your own music
1: Bro, honestly, I started writing when I was 10 years old.
0: Mm. I was 10 years old, and
1: like the first album I got was to Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. Here's the (laughs) funny part, though. I was like 10 Mm -hmm. or like 11 or whatever. And I was like, my sister got it for me for Christmas or my birthday. I forgot. And it's funny, okay? So at the time, I was like, all right, got the album. You you see the cover. Get the CD player at the time, playing it it's the fucking clean version. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> My sister didn't tell me that. Yeah, And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like telling her, like, why are you giving me the clean version? Because mm-hmm. she said I was too young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I still need the lyrics. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hell no. So yeah, so after like listening to like 50 and Eminem and Dr. Dre and mm-hmm. like Tupac and all that, that's what made me love hip hop at mm-hmm. first. Just listening to it. Yeah. You know? And then like, You know, when I was, like, 10, like I said, 11, like, around that time, I started, uh, I just started writing. I don't know where it came from, honestly. Mm -hmm. It was just a habit. I loved it. And there was a time where my brother, my cousin, sorry, my cousin, he gave me a burned CD Mm. of random beats. Oh, Because he was just rapping for fun. But he was like, hey, you want this? Like, you want these beats? It was, like, 16 tracks. Okay. And I used to have, like, a stereo where I would put on the wall. And it was like two speakers, and like it was only for like a CD player, and yeah. you could see the CD uh, spin, okay. and it would be on my wall in my rooms. So I would bump that and have my notebook. Yeah, obviously okay. you have phones like, like how you can put on your phones and then yeah. just write. And it was weird because I was like ten years old, or or and I'll say more like twelve, where I started writing songs about like the world.
2: Mm, I started. Picture?
1: Yeah, yeah, like, like I was talking about, like, stuff I don't know how I even knew about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, was talking, I, have a, I had a song called Why Can't We? And mm-hmm. it was like, why can't we change the world? Yeah. Stuff like that. And I had one, another song where it was called Hip Hop Is Still Alive. Yeah. Because that was the same time when Nas dropped uh, Hip Hop Is Hit Dead. That, yeah, I, so I was like I was like, nah, hip hop's still alive, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I was like, I thought, and now I think back, like, shit. I really had, like, something going. Because I was talking about that stuff, like, at 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So... Throughout high school and shit, it was just a habit. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was cool, but I just did it for fun. Yeah. And I remember in high school during lunch, they had Freestyle Fridays, and they would always ask me to spit and all that. Dang I right. wish I had video of that stuff. Yeah. Nah. I didn't do it all the time, because well, I was
0: shy. Yeah. What <laughs> high school was it? Anaheim High School. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. So I was class of 13.
0: Okay. So did you when you recorded these songs, did you ever show anybody no, this? I never recorded them. Oh, you never recorded These so were just, just wrote... written, in
1: I wrapped them. But what I would do is like back in that time um well my dad still works graveyard but he would work graveyard i was young Mm -hmm. so i would go stay over at my sister's Mm -hmm. and what my dad would do is drop me off at my sister's work and i would ride back with her back to her house and on the way what i used to always do is uh i would show her like hey i wrote this new song i rapped and i was like let me rap it to you (laughs) okay so every day almost every wednesday or thursday i would uh rap or show her a new song i rap it to her on the way to her house nice in the car yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like just because yeah there you go so it's kind of like but at the time it was just nothing for me it was just a habit mm-hmm. so i only started taking it serious like about three years ago now
0: okay what was the first song Do you remember the first song you recorded like that I dropped on my yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bad man now i look back to it like damn that shit sucked <laughs>
1: yeah, i was like damn yeah it was a song called can't do this mm-hmm. um <laughs> Like my girl knows that song. Man. Like damn, I didn't even freaking buy the beat, bro. <laughs> like, nah, it was a, uh, it was all starting out. But at the time, I was part of like a group and shit. Mm. But I wasn't. I was more of like a pro, a promoter and okay. like ghostwriting a little bit. And I left, you know, just because of different reasons. And you know, that's what kind of inspired me. Like, I'm gonna write this song. Can't do this because it was like telling you, like, uh, you're telling me I can't do this on my like, oh I'm gonna prove it. Mm. Literally, it's, that's what I say. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, can't do this. But I'm gonna prove it. So that was my first, like, song, and I kind of
0: just... People fucked with it, Mm -hmm. but
1: I look back, like, that song, man, my voice sucked. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) But it's cool to see, like, even, like, when, like, you see old, like, Kendrick stuff on YouTube, or, like, it's cool to go back and, like, look at all that stuff. You see the progress. Yeah, you see the progress. No one starts out perfect at anything, you know? Nah,
1: yeah. And, like, I, I... But I... One thing everything, everyone told me I recorded with Or ever heard my song It's like, it's like you know what Your flow's not there yet mm-hmm. Your voice is not there yet But the lyrics are yeah. there Because I've been a writer Since I was 10 years old Right so I feel like my lyrics are always strong Mm -hmm. and I'm still working on my voice it's getting better but still like it takes takes a while
0: yeah and it's one of those things we have like school for business we have school for accounting we have school for all these different things but there's no school for like how to find your rap voice you know what I mean so it's like you have to find it on your own but also like it's a lot of trial and error you know what I mean
1: but definitely radio helped me for that
0: yeah say because even like radio, dude. Sometimes I have all my old like radio shows from like yeah, way back you in the first day. Start and and sometimes you're... just to humble myself, I like to listen to my old ones. Like, and it's like, hey, what were f- you
1: doing? <laughs> yeah, dude. It was like, what the? fuck? <laughs> it's like loosen up. That man. was me. because <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, 'cause you'll sound like monotone when you first yeah. start. Like, smart girl knows. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun, yeah, yeah, listening back to old stuff. Hell
1: yeah, bro! Yeah. But it's good. It's good because then just you see, you see the progression, mm-hmm. and it's always good to look back when you you feel like you're doubting yourself because mm-hmm. I've had so many times mm-hmm. I doubted myself so many times I was like I don't think I want to do this anymore mm-hmm. you know like she seen me at my worst where I like I wanted to quit because like there'd be certain like um, experiences that happen and mm-hmm. I'm like fuck this shit you know yeah. what I mean like fuck this but like luckily I had a good I have a good support system
0: mm-hmm. so what keeps you going Like what keeps you motivated just not only do this but just like on an everyday basis I mean
1: there's so many reasons bro but uh, one is just the passion because like after graduating from college, I got my first, like, full-time 8 to 5 job, you know, okay. whatever. Monday through Friday, all that shit. And it's cool. It's in marketing. that's what I study. So it's a cool, like, marketing job. But, like, after working, like, a month in there, I'm still there. I like it now. But, like, after the first month, I'm like, fuck. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, working 8 to 5, 40 hours a week every week? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, doing the same shit, and you get paid the same, or whatever, maybe a little bit more. Right. You every know, six and, months and or whatever. Yeah, you're kind of restricted, because, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of, like, your whole day's gone every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, but you kind of have to do it to make your income. Yeah. So, like, that's what, well, that's one of the reasons now it made me push to go harder and get better, because, like, fuck this. Like, I told myself five years from now, I want to be able to work full-time for my music and not yeah. a job. Yeah, and actually be get paid to do what I love.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I, that's one reason the passion for it, and really my parents, just because I see my parents struggle mm-hmm. over the years, and I want to be able to give back to them for sure. Mm, okay. You know, be able to provide for like all my f- certain family members, certain friends. I really want to be able to provide. Like I want to be that yeah. person to like, you know, get them out of debt or yeah. you know give them like a car. Some I have cousins that. To help them out. Yeah. Yeah, I have cousins that. I have a cousins that like live in a room and yeah. they don't even have a car or anything and i like I want to help them out one day
0: yeah. and that's true you know
1: I don't even talk I
0: don't talk about it a lot but it's true yeah. I do want to do that one day mm-hmm. are you a first generation uh, college graduate?
1: um yes yeah okay so I okay. I have three older sisters yeah
0: uh, they all went to like community
1: colleges they got certain degrees but they never went to a university yeah yeah so I don't know if that counts yeah I think that's
0: technically <laughs> like if your parents never went to college then oh okay my you, bad. regardless okay. of your siblings but yeah no oh, it's okay. still good yeah gotcha
1: yeah no my parents never
0: did so. okay yeah that's how I feel too though like a lot of I feel like a lot of pressure was on me because yeah. I graduated from college, Same. got my bachelor's degree, and I think like for my parents at least they kind of put the pressure on me to di- to do the desk job at security or not security for the county or for the state. Because every time <laughs> every time I would come home from college like during the summers or whatever, my dad's like, "Oh, you're one you know one semester or two semesters closer from like." you know applying to the state or something that's like man i don't want to do that (laughs) and i always played sports like growing up yeah so you know i was just like a very active person and i remember the first job i had after uh, college was at a little marketing firm too Where it wasn't even a marketing firm i don't even know what you call it i went i would basically go to like costco and just like sell people um yeah, that, that kind of thing. It was like one of those, and I was just like, "You're fishing." Yeah, basically, bro. Basically, and I did that for like a week and a half, and I was like, "Nah, this ain't this ain't for me." And you know, since then, I've been kind of like bouncing around different part-time jobs, but I like that I have the still availability to. I'd, I'm okay with the struggling part financially. As long as I can still do the podcast, as long as I still can still yeah. do the broadcasting internship and exactly. do the games and everything. Because exactly. that's what you're passionate about. And eventually, one day, it's all going to pay off. Yeah. So that's why I respect your hustle, you know. And that's, Appreciate it, bro. Much it, love. Yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, sometimes you do look at other, like, family members struggling. And it's like, man, I want I want to help you, too. But, like, I can't help you right now. Exactly. You know, and it's like, I don't want to ask for help either because I feel like sometimes there are some tricky situations where, like, the car Makes a funny sound or have yeah, to check all in yeah all of like, a sudden like all
1: of a sudden <laughs> something yeah. happens like you know what I mean at the yeah. worst timing yeah. yeah man I mean yeah I can't I wish I can I wish I can like fully quit right now and like just make music but like it's hard if you don't have any other type of income coming Yeah, you know that's just how I see it though yeah. like, I'd rather work full time but still like you know have late nights for other things mm-hmm. and like take use my weekends for certain things yeah and obviously still be productive like that
0: yeah and you lose i mean i I want your experience on too but just like from my experience like you lose friends that way though too because everyone does get the eight to five the nine to five and so they're working during the week but the weekday weekends they do their thing or whatever and like they invite you out but i'm always like nah, i got i got games to work or i got games to study for i got this podcast i'm trying to record yeah so it seems like every time when other people are free you're not you're not available because you're using all that free time that you would have to put into you know put in work into your craft or to your passion yeah but I want to ask you like does that ha- do you have a similar experience in that um I'll tell you this
1: it was during college I've had certain like people like close ones where when I started getting more invested into my music and my radio like they were saying people certain people certain like people I used to be really close with say I was changing. Mm. And like, I never understood it to this day. I was like, how do you think I'm changing? And like, you know, like, like things like that when there's, there's certain situations and things like that happens. And like, you know, and like I, I lost people like that, mm-hmm. you know. And like, I think at the time it was maybe because like I was like, you know what, like I had to put myself first. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the type, honestly, oh God, like I'm the type, like I like to, oh, I, I sometimes I'm too nice. Yeah. I put, like other people in front of me you know yeah and um I think at the time I was like I had to make a choice like nah like, I gotta put myself first like mm-hmm. I don't need this like negativity and I don't know if you noticed like I talk about it in the music a lot I'm really big with positive energy that's good so I try to be as positive as I can because I've been in the darkest places too mm-hmm. so I feel like um uh, Yeah, that's what's happened to me in the past where I've lost people just because they say, Oh, you changed because this is all you talk, this is all you're about. Like, you just only talk about this, like, you don't care about no one else, this and that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Nah, I'm just trying to like focus on myself. Like, we're at a certain age where you should be fighting yourself, you should be investing time into yourself Mm -hmm. and work
0: on yourself mentally, physically, and even financially. Mm -hmm. That's a good transition into the next question I want to ask you because. Especially in hip hop, there's a lot of like music where people just talk about, oh look at the chains I got, look at those cars that I have in my lot and that kind of stuff. I mean, which they rent? Yeah, (laughs) 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 exactly. Rent for that day too. (laughs) It's possible. Yeah. (laughs) Why do you feel like you want to? Why Why do you feel like it's important that your music has a message behind it, as far as like whether there's the mental health or kind of caring about yourself or even bigger picture stuff? Because that's how people are going to connect with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I could easily make a
1: trap song if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And make a beggar, or whatever, and talk about the typical shit. It's easy. It's mm-hmm. so easy. That's why so many people do it. Right. But not everyone can talk about the real shit, and I guarantee you that. You know, because I listen, I pay attention. So not just out here, just like a lot of upcoming artists, and like a lot of times I hear the same shit. But I'm not saying... That it's not good. It's good. It's just like, it's just another typical banger.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't
1: stand out. So I don't mind, you know, thinking outside the box. I don't mind, you know, taking that route that no one else is going to take. Like, I don't know if you saw the music video I dropped yesterday. Yeah. Like, no one's talking about that stuff. I speak up for peace. I I speak for peace. I speak for peace. And I talked about immigration in general and mainly about the El Paso shooting Mm -hmm. just because it was like our people you mm-hmm. know and that really affected me in a way like yeah maybe it wasn't none of my people that none of my family members or friends that died but mm-hmm. it affected me in a certain way like wow so this is happening and then we got the shit going on with the cages at the same time mm-hmm. like this is really fucking happening so yeah. but I wasn't asking for violence like I'll end the song that mm-hmm. wasn't my thing literally it was what the title said Yeah. so cool. I was kind of like pointing out like look this is the shit that's going on like, can we just come to some type of peace, some type of unity, something? Yeah. Even though that's going to be impossible, but I still just wanted to express that. Yeah. And I know it's cool. I got good feedback about it, and people really appreciated it and, like, told me stuff, like, about it. So, mm-hmm. like, that made me – that's just good motivation right there. That's mm-hmm. just, like, extra fuel right there for me. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, like, I mean, like, all, the, all a lot of artists that just talks about, like, all the money shit, like, it's cool and all. Anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it, and yeah. I'm, that's not me being, like uh, – like having a big ego or anything, I'm just saying I'm not gonna do that because I mm-hmm. don't want to. And if that means I'm gonna lose people that not might not listen, that's mm-hmm. fine because that's just yeah. part. Of, that's part of the game, right? You know. But I know for sure that the things I'm gonna talk about, I will get people to listen, mm-hmm. and people have. Yeah. So I'm just gonna keep it going like that.
0: That song "I Speak for Peace." When did you write that? And how when? long? Yeah, when and how long did it take? I wrote you? that like
1: two, or three months ago, mm-hmm. and. Actually, boy, Dave, right, he shot that video. Okay. So he shot the video, and uh, it was dope. I mean, it took us a while because we were trying to find the right location.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but we actually had the video done before Juiced Up. Okay. Dang.
0: Okay. Yeah, but so you we were, just you're sitting on it for a while.
1: Yeah, but I just we we I was originally gonna drop it before, but we decided to drop it after.
0: Okay. So because Juiced Up just really set the hype. Yeah. So I was okay. So transitioning to Juiced Up. Yeah. I mean, how did you even get to to approach? The, your school your former alumni at Anaheim High School and be able to do that video in the court like that
1: it was all connections man actually the athletic director he was my teacher and okay. um, he knows my brother-in-law like just like family fr- family friends and stuff like that so that's how I just I hit him up because I just uh, got his number through someone else and I found he was an athletic director and we talked about it I told him what I want to do and he was all up for it because we were always really cool mm-hmm. and yeah we just I, I planned that like a certain date like Two months ahead, mm-hmm. so I, like, I'm very punctual with my shit. So yeah. I, I planned it out ahead. I hit up as many people as possible. Luckily, I had a pretty good turnout. Um, David was there too, he did the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. My girl, of course, was there. Like all my close friends, yeah. Other artists, AD, was there. Okay, he was in the video. Okay, um, shout out to Fields, of course. Shout out, let me give a huge shout out to my producer, Cameron, aka Cozy Cloud. Uh, He's been with me since day one. He produced the whole Why Not EP. He produced Juiced Up. He Mm -hmm. produced Right, Speak for Peace. Pretty much all my songs I'll be dropping, he Mm -hmm. produced every track. So he's kind of like my only producer I work with because I want to build that type of relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. How do you like that? Because a lot of artists now, especially in the hip-hop industry, they like to work with different producers here and there. Which is cool. How do you like just kind of building that chemistry with just one producer? I wanted that. I've always wanted that
1: just as an artist. Uh, I've worked with other producers I've done the whole typical where you go on YouTube and buy a lease from a random producer you never met. Yeah, yeah. Person. And uh, that's totally, like, cool, I guess. Like, it's, it's cool. I have no, like, problem with that. Like, people do it. That's fine. If that works for them, that's cool. But with Cameron, uh, we actually met in college. Okay. So we met. we had, Yeah, we were the same major, same degree and everything. We, okay. we walked together and everything. And he was part of Titan Radio,
0: too. Okay, damn. So we
1: had a line in common, and uh, I remember, like, the first conversation we had, he was, like, had his laptop, he was playing music. I was like, "Oh, you like you make music?" Or I was like, "Yeah, I produce." I'm like, "Oh, that's dope!" <laughs> and then like after a few months or so, like we started talking about like, oh, "Okay, like let me let me check out your beats." So it started first as he just sent me some beats he made, like, "Okay, I like these. I'll pay him. For, I'll pay you for these beats." Uh-huh. Started recording, and then later on, I was like, "Hey, let's try to make a beat together." Uh-huh. And then later on, it just became like we just started making beats after beats together, nice. and like now the chemistry is still growing. Yeah, and we support each other hundred percent. Okay, so I mean. A little bit of the inspiration is Drake and 40 have, yeah. they have that chemistry right, and they've right. made history, mm-hmm. history, classics, take care. Mm-hmm. Like that's all 40, most of it. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? So like that or Metro Boom in the Future, you know what I mean? Right. History. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Tag, like, yeah, so like team right there. I see me and him going to that type of level. Okay. You know and you don't really hear too much of that with like certain artists
0: yeah of course i'm I mean, just like some of my favorite albums this year were like different producers produce each song you know what i mean so it's kind of it's kind of had it's kind of nice to have that chemistry it's almost like to just put it back into like sports teams or sports references it's like kobe and shaq exactly were, like two dominant players that have played together for a long period of time you develop a certain kind of chemistry than just like always like hopping to a different team each year yeah yeah
1: chemistry is everything
0: yeah of course yeah Okay, so look, looking at some of your other videos too, I wanted to ask you about "Truth Behind Lie." Truth behind the lie. yeah. Truth behind the lie uh, is on YouTube channel. Yes. Spoken word. What kind of inspired you to release that, and, and what was the meaning behind that one?
1: That was about. Uh, it had two different messages in it. In the beginning, I talk about my dad and just kind of like growing up with him. He works graveyard, so I growing up, I didn't always see him. I never see him all nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, most times I would actually sleep over with my sisters Or stay by myself So I kind of talk about That experience And then like My parents are not together mm-hmm. So I kind of bring up A little bit in the beginning About my mom Like she lives like Somewhere out of town now So it was like really far And stuff So I just live with my dad mm-hmm. And then in the middle I talk about my ex-girlfriend I about like The whole experience Of that whole situation That happened Because it was a bad experience mm-hmm. And then And later on I talk about my mom Because my mom's always Had like certain health issues mm-hmm. So That was kind of the whole experience, like, because I talk about, like, my, like, I've always, growing up, I've, my family, and, like, obviously, like, my ex, they always hide certain things Mm -hmm. from me, and, like, I would find out later on.
0: Yeah. So that's why
1: it's called the truth behind the
0: lie. Okay.
1: So that's kind of like the reason. Like, I talk about the whole experience of that.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's crazy with like family. Like, you don't know what. Yeah. I think even, I'm sure there's even things that you have that you don't really want to tell other family members. But if they do find out, you kind of feel like, like, like what? You know? Like, yeah. You feel kind of ashamed by it. It's kind of like a tricky situation. You know? yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's just
1: is what it is. But like, what I, and also, but also part of it too is just like it made me stronger and made me who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's just the truth.
0: Yeah. And like recent I was part of a poetry club in Sacramento State. Awesome. So I, I really liked your the spoken word right there just because that's like something I've been kind of like really getting back into the Hell past yeah. like year and a half just watching that stuff on YouTube yeah. and the competitions that they have like at the end of the year. Yeah. So I really been into that and so that's why I just like really wanted to give you a big up on that and just appreciate that bro. You Honestly. know cuz it takes a lot of guts to just kind of uh, especially with like no instrumental and just kind of like yeah. it's different than rapping. And that's the next yeah. thing I wanted to ask you is, yeah. like, how big of a difference is it for you from rapping to just doing and reading, like, a spoken word poetry like that?
1: Um, the thing is, like, I've always wrote, but I actually used to write poetry, too. Mm-hmm.
0: When I was in high school,
1: my freshman year in English, uh, we had to make a whole portfolio of poems. Oh, and, like, dang, okay. I did one about, like, uh, Tupac. Yeah. And I did one about, like, personal, like, family stuff. So, yeah. like, uh, that's kind of, like... The experience I got from poetry, and after that, like I would just write poetry just because, you right. know. And uh, that's where I kind of just when I wrote "Truth Behind the Light," I think it was originally gonna be a song. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember, but I couldn't find the right beat for it. Mm. Like no beat was going with this. <laughs> right. I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, fuck. So I was like, let me just see how it sounds acapella. Yeah. So after that, that's when I realized, like, you know what? Let's just do something acapella. Then I hit up like one of the video guys I knew. I was like, "Yo, like I want to do this at this spot." Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do it because I feel like it was different. Mm-hmm. What know? spot was that? It was at Boise Ring Park. Park. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was like like the handball courts like yeah. the big ass walls. So okay. I literally just sat against the wall. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I, I thought it was
0: pretty cool. No, that's tight. But yeah. So as, for, as far as performances go, have you done any performing with your songs and anything? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm taking a break from it, though. Um, I've done shows at like the Copper Door, mm, uh, okay. Proof Bar. Uh, what's that place called K-Shop. Program Skate Shop okay. I did that at Fullerton um, I did a couple shows I did I did perform for No Stress Fest Tire mm-hmm. Radio did this like music festival mm-hmm. at the end of the semester shout out to Tire Radio Yay. without them I couldn't be who I am honestly yeah. so huge shout out to the whole crew um, shout out to Matt uh, who's the radio coordinator and X who's a manager and the whole staff um, but anyways, I'm saying yeah, I performed for them. I did like they did like a music, I did like a little music festival, so I was one of the performers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think that was it. That seven show. seven show. Well, that's what I meant by program. But you're right. Okay, so <laughs> that let me tell you something about that seven show. So that was planned out about three months ahead. Right, it was like about three months, and we had it on a specific day, and that was a time when I barely dropped the seven vibes, mm-hmm. and that was my first EP. So basically, it was me and like three other artists, and we, we had like 50 people come out. We had like a videographer, a photographer, and it was just a good turnout. And we had like a clothing brand come mm. to sponsor the show. So nice, that's cool. It was dope. And, so, and we were going to continue to do more shows with that same name, but
0: it just didn't uh, didn't work out like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I feel that. It's tough in being like that. Seven mm-hmm. Vibes, that was your first EP? Was yes. that your first project that you dropped? Yes. Okay. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, look, I look back at it like, yeah, I could have done better, <laughs> but it was cool. I had a couple of features: Trey Hendrix, K Days, and J Mos. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the seven vibes, and then you progress from "Why Not," what, what kind of what was like the biggest thing when you listen to both projects and both EPs? What kind of just like stands out to you as far as like the progression from both?
1: "Why Not" was more organized. It mm-hmm. was more structured, and that was the one that was just Cameron, or I'm sorry, Cozy Cloud yeah. producing. And, uh, it was just a little bit more, just a little bit more, stra- just strategized better. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the seven vibes, like I had different producers on it, different studios I went to. So it was kind of all over the place. Okay.
0: So that's how I feel like the biggest progression was. Where do you and Cozy Cloud record out of? Is it like- um, I go to, a,
1: actually, bro, you look close to the studio. I go to. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to say. It, it's like on, it's on like Taft. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. On, I forgot Taft and like, I forgot what the street. But yeah, I record with my engineer, Andy. Uh-huh. uh he doesn't really have a name for the studio, but yeah, it's a studio I go to and uh, I record there. So here in Orange, right, right. So by the railroad tracks or something? Around there, yeah, by the Paul's place. Paul's place. It's like Taft. Yeah, 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 okay.
0: So yeah. by the Seven Eleven. I think so. Yeah, yeah there's a Seven yeah. Eleven. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it's around like that area. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, come through. All right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what, like, going, just going back to like when you record in the studio, what kind, of, what's kind of the mindset you go into? Do you read off? like lyrics or do you try and memorize your thing well obviously when I started recording yeah it would be like off my phone and shit
1: but um one thing is I'm very punctual with my shit so I'll send Andy the track outs and the, and the original beat ahead of time mm-hmm. so I have it ready when I get there and then he'll ask me like, alright what are we gonna do I tell him what the concept of the song kind of break it down what I'm gonna do we're gonna add this here we're gonna add some dubs we're gonna add some ad-libs here um We're going to do the hook like this and maybe add three layers to the hook, things like that. And then I'll go in the studio, or in the booth, I'm sorry. And now what I do, I rap with my eyes closed.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Now, because what what I do now is I memorize all my verses and hooks for whatever song I'm doing or if I'm doing more than one song. But I've noticed that I rap, I record better when I rap with my eyes closed. Really?
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. What do you envision when your eyes are closed or you just... Okay. Um,
1: the emotion and like the picture of what I'm describing in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So I literally like would do that. So, like, when I did Juiced Up, eyes closed. I speak for peace, eyes closed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why. It just helps me. Because I try to do it with my eyes open. But I think just looking at the mic and focusing, like, looking at the mic throws me off. Mm-hmm. So I have to just do it with my eyes closed and like I'll move my hands a lot. Yeah. But it just helps me, like, get in there, you know?
0: Yeah. That's like your zone. It's your get yeah. you It gets you in the zone. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I record better like that now. Okay. So what's next for you as far as like projects, any other EPs coming up or an album? No, you know, like I
1: follow a lot of like different pages that do like talk about like marketing and music and they say like, dropping singles is mm. more effective than just dropping random ep's cuz yeah. when you're an upcoming artist if i drop an album right now not everyone's going to listen to that shit yeah. you know what i mean it's the truth mm-hmm. you know it's the fucking truth you know no one's going to listen to my whole album of me right now mm-hmm. but if i drop a single people are going to take at least 2 or 3 minutes of their time yeah, exactly. to listen to that track or yeah. if it's a video they're going to be more appealed to it cuz people yeah. love to watch visuals, visuals yeah you know so that's why i'm just planning just to drop singles right now mm-hmm. so like i got a track with uh, 80 It'll be called it, What You Thinking, mm-hmm. and now I'm talking about like drug abuse and like being like the victim okay. of someone that is a drug abuser. Like, oh, know, okay, one. okay. And it's kind of cool. Like, my girl would say it's kind of like how Lil Wayne and Kedrick did like Mona Lisa because what we're doing okay, is yeah. like in my verses, one half of the verse or one verse is like me being like the, the one doing the drugs and talking about like why I need it so bad, yeah, and then the other verse is me telling that person like why the fuck are you doing this stop doing this shit yeah i'll change the tone outsider yeah and then i got 80 doing his verse but he does both people in the same verse okay yeah and then i got like the hook like i mean the hook guys kind of hard to explain yeah Yeah. so that's kind of the whole point that's why i'm gonna call it what you thinking because in the hook i'm like what you thinking like what the fuck are you doing yeah it's kind of like the whole message yeah
0: that's cool another artist that i've had on here last year his name is wim i don't know if you've heard of Wim, the musician Oh Wim! Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Who, I know who he is.
1: I don't know him, but I know who he is.
0: I went to high school with him, but he, oh, okay. when I had him on the podcast too, he told me the same things that when you're an upcoming artist, people will pay attention more to the singles, and so that's kind of like what he's doing is just dropping in like a single I think every two weeks. But that's cool. It, so when you're an upcoming artist, how do you get your music to stand out and just get the right people to watch your whether it's your video or listen to your songs?
1: You gotta find different ways to market. You can't just drop the cover art and mm. that's it that doesn't always work mm-hmm. it it's good to drop the cover after you do all your marketing mm-hmm. so like juiced up this is how i did it when we had the studio session i had david come like yo you're gonna shoot during the session no like dialogue just bts b-roll mm-hmm. put that as to promote then i when we during the, the actual music video he did a, a actual like behind the scenes with dial like with okay. like dialogues so like a vlog kind of thing yeah so i used that to promote and then I got my other photographer get a bunch of dope pictures during the shoot and I used all of that to promote it mm-hmm. and I was to drop the video and I got a bunch of good feedback mm-hmm. you know I speak for peace we kept it for really the short and simple because the video's short right just did some pictures and then just did that and then just dropped the video mm-hmm. and I did it on New Year's Day because I feel like New Year's Day I feel like it's important too for artists yeah drop it on a specific day and time that's yeah. very important so I did it on New Year's Day because most of the time if you think about it the day after New Year's Eve people are going to be home right most of the time, I'll be vacation, on the phone, yeah. chilling. So when they're gonna see that, like, oh, okay, well, yeah. you have a better chance. Exactly. Same with other holidays too. And I like to invest into ads. Ads okay. is really helpful, and it's organic.
0: On Instagram or just Instagram, other Instagram, I
1: would say try to find different ways. I'm trying to hit up like different blogs, podcasts like this. Okay, you know, you, youtubers who do reaction videos. Yeah, I
0: try to find like different ways to do things like that. Okay, nice. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a, you have a step above like rest of the people because you have your marketing degree and you have that experience in that field? I don't want to say that necessarily. I feel like people learn their own ways,
1: um, but I feel like I've definitely gained a lot of knowledge from like from school Mm -hmm. and all my experience from my classes and just being at the campus and also from my job Mm because I do marketing
0: at my job too Mm -hmm. so I feel like just using all that I just use that as my advantage Mm -hmm. if you don't mind me asking with your job the nine to five what do you what kind of companies do you market for
1: uh i can just i'll just say that uh we just do like online advertising for like small businesses mm. that's all i can pretty much say
0: okay so do you use any of that stuff you learn from jo- your job towards your music
1: oh in, in different ways uh i kind of i see what they like what we do at my job like okay maybe i can do this so like um like find a different way like to pitch this to somebody or something like that yeah so, I mean, little things I do, but not, like, everything from there.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, you mentioned that you're going to be releasing a lot of singles. Yes. What, what are some other singles besides the one you got with 80 coming up that you have in the near future coming I up? I got
1: another one coming up. Uh, it's going to be called 5 PM in the Juice.
0: Okay. Uh, that song, it's just me, and it's more of, like, a long
1: verse, like a freestyle, but um, I kind of talk about, like, my experience of, like, literally what goes on at 5 p.m. in orange county. Yeah. So traffic? I, I me- yeah, I mentioned the traffic. I cuz I talk about my experience like me leaving from work cuz I work I work in like Costa Mesa. Mm. So take it at 5 all the way back to Anaheim. Yeah, no. So like <laughs> I mentioned sucks. about like I mentioned about like the block, the Main Place Mall. Okay. Disneyland. Um certain like freeways, things like that. Mm-hmm. Hearing J-Crew is on the on the radio. So I talk about just like it's like a storytelling type of thing, mm-hmm. and then I got a video uh, called Brookers with my boy Ace. I don't know if you know an artist named Ace, Mm-mm. or he goes by like Halo City Gang or Halo City Mayor or whatever. And uh, he's cool though; that fool can spit. And uh, we got songs gonna be called because we talk about like Brooker Street. Okay. Yeah.
0: Where did you go? What main street did you grow up off of? Um, Harbor. Harbor. Harbor, okay, Harbor yeah. and Broadway. Harbor. Okay. Yeah. So cause I went to Anaheim High School, so I was like right there. Mm-hmm so you mentioned the main place you also mentioned the block too what are some of your other favorite spots or which more notable spots that you uh, hung out in Orange County
1: Burkhurst junior high ooh okay because when I was in high school during the summer um, just friends of mine that I'm down to like close friends of mine actually including my co-host Default from Stupid Geniuses we would go play ball uh, Monday, through Fr- yeah. okay. Monday through Friday yeah Monday through Friday 5 p.m. Everyone gets there like five, all the way to like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Just running games, and it was at Berkshire Senior High because there was like ten, there was like ten full courts. there. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, at the time, now it's a little different, but okay. uh yeah, and then you know people we just be playing. People would bring a, homies homie was a speaker. Yeah, people would be smoking weed, you know, <laughs> like shit like that, yeah. you know, like and I was like my shit because like we would go play. And then go to Carl's Jr. across the street. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, nice. like, do shit like that. So, yeah. like, that was probably
0: one of my favorite memories. Just, I love playing basketball. That's crazy. I have one memory there at Brookhurst Junior High. When cool. I, so, when I was 18, or I think I might have been 19, but I was playing juco ball at Golden West, and one of my homies, he was playing at Santa Ana College, um, and he had set up a tournament, basically. It was, like, just flag, but no, uh, it, was, it was, like, unofficial, too, and it was oh, for okay. money so oh, sure. super yeah it was for money and it was like no referees oh, no nothing yeah so it was, yeah, was, so was kind of <laughs> like we were taking it serious but there was not a lot of regulation but it was still a fun experience because like you know i pulled some other friends that i was playing juco with i pulled some friends from high school and it was a lot of fun i think we made it to like the quarterfinals and it was a good turnout too like i oh, remember shit. at the beginning they were kind of like scrambling uh maybe had like six seven teams but then they ended up with like 12 so i was like oh damn that's pretty cool But I think if like you know, obviously there's flag football leagues now across Orange County. But I just remember that one time, you know, going to Brookhurst Junior High with like my homies, and we're getting ready to play just just random other people, like you know, the same age, and it was it was a lot of fun. That's dope. Yeah, Yeah. they have a big field. Oh yeah. Yeah. Field's huge. Huge big field. Yeah, dude. No, I I think I've seen
1: like that before, like some flag football stuff or whatever. Yeah. So that's dope though.
0: Do you ever play sports growing up?
1: Yeah. Well, basketball, obviously, I played a bunch of different leagues and Mm -hmm. stuff. Didn't really play in high school. Uh, I did play football for one year. Mm-hmm. That was it, though. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I did wrestling for, like, two months. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't for you? Nah, bro. Okay, like, nah. It was not meant to happen. <laughs> yeah. like, but I learned some moves, though. I learned some moves. But it was mainly just playing basketball for fun. Mm-hmm. So, But I did, like, leagues like YMCA and shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. That's, yeah. Those are fun, too, when yeah. they're, like, less competitive, but they're, like, still, like... Yeah I don't know It's did, still fun I, I did NJB That was more competitive Oh yeah, yeah yeah That shit was cool I do NJB too Hell yeah That was a lot Yeah like a
1: playoff tournament Shit was dope
0: Yeah there you go How would you describe Like your overall High school experience At Anaheim High It
1: was alright all right, I feel like it could have been better um, I definitely went through A lot of hard times In high school But mm. like It was one of those things Like my high school I didn't find my real friends there I had mm. friends Yeah I knew people but I never like hung out with them outside of school. Yeah. But like my best friends and stuff, them like a couple of them are from Savannah High School. Okay. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I went to the their prom.
0: Yeah. Senior year. Dang. Okay.
1: You know I wanted to go with that because I didn't really have I didn't really know who to go with from my high school. Mm. You know, so I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why.
0: That's the biggest thing I noticed too. Like after high school, is I feel like the people you are friends with in high school. You don't even really get to, like... Yeah,
1: you'll get, like, one or two. Yeah, like, a a couple. But I
0: remember having, like, a group of friends, like, five, six of us. And I remember we all, like, used to, like, Odd Future. But then, you know, like, as things... As we just grow apart, we stop hanging out together. Everyone does their little different things. And it's just something, like, now I hang out with people i don't even hang out with too many people from high school but i do hang out with some people from my same high school but people i never even hung out with which i think is crazy like people Dang. i would just kind of like not even be friends with yeah they were either like a, they might have been my same grade but some of them were like grade younger some of them were a grade older and i end up like having a lot more in common with them and so it's kind of crazy to see like in high school you think these people are going to be your friends for a long time That's but it's not always the case and i know a lot of people kind of get like bummed out about it you know
1: I mean, I was lucky because my sisters just kind of warned me about it. Mm-hmm. They're like, why? It's like, well, when you're done with high school. like, yeah. A lot of these friends you are going to have they're not going to be there. Yeah. And it's true. And that's why it didn't really hit me because I kind of expected it already. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Okay. So let's transition over to your Stupid Geniuses podcast. How'd yeah. You, how'd, you, how'd you come up with that name? Because it just stands out. I, right there. I don't
1: know, man. Like, it was like, I was like, I was, I remember like, the way me and Default brainstorm is during our gym sessions. Okay. <laughs> we were just, it was in the summer. It was like that summer, we were like, all right, bro, we're going to do this podcast because he always wanted to do them. All right, I need a new co-host. I want you to be my co-host because we talk a lot, me and mm-hmm. him. So, like, we have the chemistry already. Yeah. And I was like, we need something, like, catchy, something like, it's like the opposite, but it can work, <laughs> you know? And I was like, let's think about our relationship and how we are yeah because <laughs> we could be smart but we could be dumbasses too yeah so i was like all right like i feel like stupid geniuses could work mm-hmm. we're like thinking stupid genius or things like that and we thought of like other random names but we're like nah and i don't know it kind of just came kind of like, i feel like it just described as our relationship yeah <laughs> Because we'll be smart. We're smart people, but we can do or say the stupidest shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the whole point. You kind of like get both,
0: best of both worlds. Yeah. I think everyone can relate to that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was kind of, I wanted to make it like that too. Mm-hmm. So people could relate to it. Now, was this before your show with Titan uh, Radio or after? Or no, it was, it time? was on Titan Radio. Okay. But uh, it was after I was done with Open Talks. Because okay. I was trying to develop a new show. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And what, what was kind of like the biggest difficulty you had as far as like just, you have your rap thing but then also how do you like kind of manage your podcasting and like the time you would put into that i mean it was pretty it was pretty
1: easy but what i had to do because i had school and it was my senior year, i actually like put music on a pause mm-hmm. so i kind of didn't really focus too much on music i focused more on radio and just my classes mm-hmm. it was my last year of college so i knew i couldn't fuck up mm-hmm. so yeah at the time i just didn't put as much time as i am doing now with music
0: okay we, we talked about earlier like your rap inspirations and people who you liked in hip hop, but who are some of your people that you really liked, whether in podcasts or kind of the radio world? Just radio or just like artists? Yeah, uh, no, like radio. Like you mentioned Jay Cruz earlier. On oh, okay. Other, other podcasts or like kind of morning oh, okay. radio shows that you really like? Yeah, Sway.
1: Oh yeah. Sway yeah, yeah. inspired me so much in radio because like you know he has the Five Fingers of Death. Mm-hmm. So when I had open talks, I had the Five Vibe Challenge. Okay. So I had the artist freestyle to five different beats. So that nice. was, like, my inspiration for that. But Sway is just cool because he's so humble. He's funny, but he's very mellow. He's got, like, that New York swag. And I just... Yeah. I love the New York hip-hop, like, scene and okay. the history of it. And definitely Big Boy because Big Boy brings, like... West Coast, man. Yeah. I mean, just listening to him, growing up with him, but, like, he brings that personality. He brings that funniness that, you know, like, you know, you want, if you listen to him, you're going to have at least a good laugh. Yeah, a few so, of them. So, like, him and Sway because they're so different. Mm. Sway is so different. But, like... It, like, just listening to both, like I love it. So, like, them two,
0: Cruz, a little bit. No, mm-hmm. oh, he's alright. Like, he's okay with <laughs> me. Yeah, he's he's alright all
1: with me. I'm starting to like his show a little bit more. Yeah.
0: But mainly just those two guys. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Cruz's stuff is kind of like mimicking. Because after Power 106 lost Big Boy, I think they just kind of threw Cruz into, like, hey, we're going to try and make your show. Very similar to Big Boys Neighborhood, but not Big Boys Neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's but kind of lame, you know? He, I mean,
1: he, I feel like his show's a little better now. Yeah, you think so? That's I good. I think so. Yeah. I think just the production team they have for 92 is just really good. Yeah. Their yeah. production team's crazy, mm-hmm. so I think that's what's helping.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you had the option, I mean, like, let's say present, they present they to this, like, option at, at your table. Okay. <laughs> you can <laughs> either make it in the podcast world, or you can make it in the rap world, without, and you'd have to give up one or the other. What would you choose? I I mean,
1: I think what I would do I can't say I can't give up both, but okay. I would make rap more of my podcast because I know I can make it work mm-hmm. with still having a pod. I mean, still, still having like a podcast while rapping, but yeah. I would have to make podcast like the secondary thing. Yeah. But I know I can make that work because I've seen a lot of artists do that. There's okay. artists that have a podcast. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's still obviously successful in their music. So. Yeah, it's just a hypothetical. But, like, so. Yeah, no, I know. But <laughs> I feel like rapping, because I've noticed I'm enjoying it more. Okay. Just because I feel like I get more creative. But radio, I just love it because I love to just talk and be expressive in that too.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you want to do traditional radio then, because you missed radio a few times, or you just want to do the podcast kind of thing?
1: No, nah, I mean, probably just the podcast. Yeah. I mean, maybe like online radio. Like I will do radio, but not like Power 06 radio or anything yeah. like that. People always tell me, oh, I see you doing that. And I thought about it. I was actually interested. I was actually trying to get into it. I applied to places, but I feel like it was just what's meant to be. Yeah. You know, but if opportunity comes, I would try it out.
0: Mm -hmm. You know? I feel like, especially like the AM or FM radio is very like structured and very like, you know, you have less freedom. Yeah, you have exactly. You have less freedom where the podcast is kind of like. Ooh, you could do whatever, you know, or even exactly. like Sirius XM radio stations, exactly. man. You have all the kinds of dash freedom. radio. Dash yeah. huge. Yeah. So, like, if I got an opportunity
1: for Dash Radio, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if they gave me like a show, or like, even if it's like an hour slot, or whatever. 100 right? Like, I would do it and then, like, get video of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, if I, if I had the, like, funding for, like, a big podcast, like, I would just make it into a YouTube channel. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, Joe Rogan. Or yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but, like, that would probably be, like, the only time I would really invest into it. Okay. But, like, other than that, like, I'll still do it. Like, I'll still
0: do it in general. But, like, hmm. I don't know. Right now I'm just really focused on music. Hmm. So big, thinking bigger picture, I mean, because a lot of the lyrics that you have is bigger picture stuff. Yes. Like the song, I Speak for Peace. So, like, let's say if you had a dream guest for a podcast, whether a <laughs> person is present <laughs> or person's dead, uh, okay. who would you want to interview? <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> putting you on the spot. God damn. Nah, honestly...
1: It's probably gonna have to be Jay Z. Oh, okay. I would. I mean, I would say Drake honestly, but cause I love Drake and he inspired me a lot. But Jay Z, more for like, just because he's on a different level. Mm-hmm. And second, like, I feel like he w- it would benefit me more mm-hmm. to like get to know him stuff.
0: Yeah. So, so Jay Z, is someone you look up to a lot, then?
1: Yeah. No, that's to say, like with Jay Z, like I feel like you could just learn so much about how to be successful, how to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing I love about Jay-Z, he's so humble. Mm-hmm. He's so, he seems like, no matter what, how big he gets, he knows how to, like, really just stay to himself. Still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think I would just want to, like, pick his brain and just learn about him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I mean, just all the music he's done, all the platinums he has and everything. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, he knows how to sell records, man. He knows how to sell a lot of other things, too. And one I the I've Definitely, like, I learned from him
1: it, with music, music-wise, his swagger.
0: Yeah. Because
1: sometimes he won't have, like, the strongest bars. No, But it, the it. swagger, it's the swagger of the way he raps is what makes his music sell.
0: Yeah.
1: No one can rap like Jay-Z. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. You're not going to hear another Jay-Z. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's your favorite um, uh, Jay-Z song? Um... Probably a PSA, public, okay. service annu- okay. public service
0: announcement. Yeah, that was on, what was it, 2K16, I remember? Yeah, like? it 2K17. Was awesome. That was a good time. That was one that Spike Lee directed. Yeah. Or no, Jay Z, oh, my bad. Jay Z directed uh, the soundtrack for that one.
1: Yeah, it was like all him.
0: Basically. Yeah, that was tight. That was a dope. <laughs> yeah. So, what's next for as far as the Stupid Genius podcast? I know you said you're taking a break from it for a little bit. But when do you plan on picking that back up?
1: I mean, it's been about, damn, it's been like, what, six months? It's been like about six months. But like I said, um, I told him like once my friend gets the station going, we're just gonna start that show up again. Mm-hmm. So probably yeah, when when the radio station said to go, like I wanna start doing it again.
0: Who are some kind of like artists, or not even just artists, but what are kind of some of the guests that you want to bring onto your show?
1: Um, I mean, just local artists for sure. Um, let's see, I definitely want to bring eighty back in. Okay. Um, this just got artists one artist I know, Doughboy Tony. Um, he's from OC, he's got a good following stuff. Like I would love to bring him. J Tosh, he uh I don't know him personally, but I talked to him through Twitter. Yeah. And he's from Santa Ana, but he's like he's out there. So he's and he his music if you listen to his music, very personal, mm-hmm. strong messages, like my lane, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I would love to bring him one day. So like people with positive messages and everything yeah. in the music.
1: But I wanna focus on just local artists, just to yeah. really help bring the city
0: out here. Yeah. Know? What do you think is lacking then in like Orange County? Because, you know, when you look at hip hop, you oh, hear the Atlantas, you hear the New Yorks, you hear the yeah. Los Angeles, the Comptons. Yeah. I mean, what do you think is lacking as far as like Orange County as far as... Because there's a lot of artists here, a lot of young ones too. Yeah, What's well, kind of like just the difference between them and those other cities and hotspots? You know, I've always had this conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's good. And, you know, obviously, I, I,
1: I, told, okay, I told my boy this. 2020, this decade it has to happen. Yeah. It has to happen because we already got artists like Fora. Yeah. I mean, even though like OC doesn't always fuck with Fora, but yeah. but like Young Pinch. Yeah. Like those two are the most successful artists from out here and they're really making it. So like if they can make it happen and at least get somewhere pretty successful, then like that means we have a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I always had a chance. And I, f- I just feel like what I've noticed just through, like seeing stuff on social media, just hearing different things... I feel like egos is always ego and pride is mm. still in the way. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say they want to like, oh, let's all support each other, let's all rep, but Damn. everyone wants that throne. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, like I'll say like I want to talk. I'll talk about it in my songs. Like, I'm coming for that throne, but like more just like my own throne, if that makes sense. Like yeah, it's kind of okay. saying like. I'm finding myself And I'm challenging myself mm. That's the throne I'm coming for I don't care If this other people think This other artist Is better than me That's yeah. fine But like That's not the throne I'm going for Saying like I'm better than everyone else I'm trying to say I'm better than myself yeah. Than I was a year ago
0: Like be the best version of
1: you Yeah Cause that's how Kendrick does it That's how Cole does it yeah. So that's what I'm trying To follow the same way So I think like A lot of artists Though out here Are just too busy Like trying to say They're the best one From OC Or like Oh no Like fuck this guy Fuck mm. this person This and that and, like, and that's what gives us a bad rep yeah. you know and that's just it's like saying like in s- basketball or sports you got that one dude who thinks he's the shit and he's holding the whole team back yeah yeah it's like that okay. and that's how I feel like where we're at damn okay you know what I mean
0: yeah
1: but luckily a couple couple people like Pinchifora they found their own lane mm-hmm. and I think that's what you gotta kind of do it. you gotta find your own sound mm-hmm. cause then like we have a lot of artists here that have great talent and they're leading somewhere yeah but then there's other artists here that are just like just hopping on the wave mm-hmm. and they sound just like a lot any other artist yeah so I mean
0: I don't know I feel like it's just pride
1: mm-hmm. and ego that's just in the way
0: mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at Orange County, too, though, like when artists do their tours, maybe not like A-level artists, but a lot of B-level artists, they always schedule a tour date at the observatory. Yeah. I've seen people like Schoolboy Q, Joey Badass. I saw Kendrick Lamar a long, long time ago there. So, you know, like artists coming up, like I said, that B-level type artists, they they know where Santa Ana is. They know where Orange County is and they know that there's a good hip hop following there. You know what I'm saying? So I know that there's that that pool and there's like I've had different artists from you from 80 to Wim to everybody. I know there's a lot of talent here in Orange County, but I just, I want to see it like take that next step. Cause you know, it's, when talent doesn't ever get to that point, it's kind of like, oh, well then it's like, what could have been, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus where I want to actually like help it get to, not even help it, just see it. Cause I, I know there's a lot of talent here in Orange County. A lot of people, I think a lot of times too, people have a misconstruction of Orange County. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, they think of like the show OC, they think of the show, like yeah. doing the hills and they, you know, and whatever that's, their shows were, that, that's very true. Like, yeah. I mean,
1: my girl, like she's from LA. Mm-hmm. And uh I remember when she first moved in with be obviously like a West Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, she she assumed I feel like she had she had she told me she had the same perception. Like yeah. and O C was kinda of like what everyone else thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're coming from LA. Mm-hmm. But like when she I've showed her, like told her about like certain spots in O C, like mm-hmm. certain parts of Anaheim, certain parts of Santa Ana. Right. Like she even told me she's seen she feels like there's probably more homeless
0: people in O. C. than in LA. Really? And I'm serious, like she said that, and it's, and it's and it's you know the homeless. It's yeah. bad out here. No, dude. Seeing, I mean, we live like, or I live but, like five minutes away from the uh, Angel Stadium and like yeah, that bike walk. Yeah, that was crazy. They had to clear out, but yeah. there was over like I, I remember reading the newspaper article. There was almost like 800 people there living on the uh, yeah. riverbed. It's, 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 yeah, and people don't. But not everyone knows that. Not yeah.
1: everyone like realizes that. And not just that. There's gangs out here. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's people you don't wanna
0: fuck with yeah. you know what all, I mean? my, all my dad's family well not all my dad's family that <laughs> but a lot there's a few members of my dad's family that joined gangs in Santa Ana and that's yeah. you know yeah. I know that's a big reason why my parents wanted to move me out of Santa Ana before high school and before I got old enough to do yeah. that to be exposed to that kind of things and you know yeah. I give them props I remember at the time I hated it I was like Oh why are you moving me Away yeah, from my friends There's a reason But yeah there's a reason You know There was parts of Santa Ana That weren't yeah. that, that we would stay away from And now dude. I understand why You know Yeah dude I mean You'll hear it Like these next couple songs I'm talking about like Including like 5 Payment and the juice And
1: Brookers I talk about like The homeless yeah. people The druggies yeah. Like I, work, I used to work At the Starbucks Like in West Anaheim In the middle of like Close to a bad neighborhood we got druggies coming in all the time. Yeah. Gamers coming in all the time. We ha- we caught people like with drugs in the bathroom. We found needles on the floor. Ooh, Swear damn. to God, bro. And like shit's bad like that. Yeah. But what's crazy is like people like us who grew up here. Yeah. It's normal to us. Yeah, it's very normal. I could walk by. I walk by homeless people all the time. Yeah. They're like screaming at themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's normal Freaking, to me. Man.
0: Yeah. I've never. I I never want to do the kind of drug. But I've yeah. always wanted to be like in their head. Like see what they're seeing in their brain. Because sometimes. Oh, sh- sometimes so, those crackheads get like crazy strength i'm sure you see them like riding their bikes and they're like carrying a whole mattress yeah like with one arm or they're they're carrying like some oh, damn, dumb stuff what they have like on? they have the <laughs> crazy strength you know i <laughs> mean it's like cracking some talking? sort of super drug but For like real, like how does that affect their brain and what do they see when they're talking to themselves and like yeah. fighting the air it's and it's crazy. like <sighs> i know it's a trip and there's a lot of them out here i'm sure like if you go to the rehab facilities it's yeah. It's plentiful, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, a little bit was personal. I had a couple of family members that, yeah. like, at a young age, kind of got into that stuff, so it messed them up. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a little, like, that's why I talk about it, too, because it mm-hmm. kind of affects me a little bit, like, personally.
0: Did you have any experience with drugs or alcohol when you were growing up? Um, not
1: like that. Yeah. No, <laughs> not, I know, like, like, like marijuana or anything, nah, like, I mean, lighter stuff? No, I smoke weed. Like, yeah, i smoke weed. I drink. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely more in control of it. Like, when I was younger in college, mm-hmm. I was a little bit out of control. I would kind of just be irresponsible with it. Yeah. And like, it affected me with my schoolwork and shit. Mm-hmm. But I learned from it. From yeah. I an experience.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, do you, would you like, rec- would you, what's the right word for recommend? it? Recommend? Not recommend. <laughs> but I guess, like, what would you tell people? Because I always, when people ask me, like, hey, like, because I, I smoke weed too. Yeah. But I tell people, you got to do it if you're in the right state of mind. I guess, like, what kind of advice would you give If you want to people smoke weed. To smoke weed or just to even partake in drinking and that kind of stuff. <laughs> in terms of weed don't smoke until you're 18
1: yeah don't do it at least 18 yeah if you do it when you're 15 or 16 with people have seen the past it's gonna you're gonna get addicted to it at a young age because yeah. when you're at a young age like you can get addicted I feel like you can get addicted to things more mm-hmm. so I say do that drinking obviously I would say wait yeah wait at least until you're 20 you know at least 20 will <laughs> be cool you know yeah and I mean with I feel like weed's not bad I've always it, yeah, I, you know I there's like always that, that, that debate even mm-hmm. though it's legal now. But weed's not bad. No. As I, long as you control it.
0: Yeah. And I'm convinced, too, like, it, it depends on the state of mind, too, because I remember when I was younger and, like, I was not in the right state of mind going into it, and then I would hear uh, from my parents or from other people that it's bad, bad, bad. So when I do it, like, I am I get on bad trips. I get paranoid. I remember when I was younger. Yeah. But I took a break from it for a long time, from, like, yeah. 18 to 20, where right? oh, I didn't smoke for a long time. Yeah. And then I slowly got back into it. But now I, like... Now I feel like cause my brain kinda moves like at a mile a minute. So my my thing is like weed kinda like slows everything down and helps me focus more. So I, I I'm very I'm very productive when, after I smoke and so that's kinda like it's weird how I'd like to see the transition of me using it as like a 16, 17 year old. Yeah. Versus now like, as a twenty five year old. Different. Yeah.
1: No, no, I cannot focus with weed. Like, <laughs> no. I like to use it just to relax. Yeah. So, or like do it before I go to sleep or something. Yeah. Do you and remember like, the do you remember the first time you ever got high? Yeah, bro. It was a two it was like a three three, four for the
0: bong. Oh,
1: shit. Damn, <laughs> the first one was a bong? It was a bong rip, bro. I do not know what the fuck I was doing. Like, <laughs> my friend, he was like, yo, I want to get you high. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I've been wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. And it took me like three tries to like, you know, you have to like pull it. Yeah. You know I mean? gotta <laughs> like inhale it at the right time. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it was a big ass bong. Yeah, I, dude. I, I feel like I was floating. Yeah. So, it was crazy. Edibles stay away from, or are you a fan of... <laughs>
1: I had uh, that. It's it's a long story. I won't get into it. It's going to be too long to tell. No, you're good. But I had a crazy story about an edible on my 21st birthday. Mm. Let's just say I didn't want to be high anymore.
0: Damn. (laughs) That's how I felt too. I think it was what, four twenty two thousand seventeen. 2017. I was still in Sacramento, dude. And we were smoking already a lot. And then my friend came over later and he was like, hey, I have edibles. And I was like, dope and i just took a big piece without oh. even asking him how much like the milligrams were and everything <laughs> and i was like and, and by like 3 a.m i remember falling asleep but like at 3 a.m i woke up and I had to like yak everything out man it was that was oh. the first time i think the only time i've ever had to like throw it yeah. up
1: Edibles are not always the best experience no
0: yeah not always the best experience <laughs> <laughs> but let's go ahead and end the show on some uh just like some fun topics on oh, some yeah. fun questions if okay. you could have any ex- exotic pet uh what would it be oh a cheetah a cheetah yeah okay so i like
1: how fast they are
0: yeah you need <laughs> a lot of space for that you can't just have it in your backyard
1: oh hell yeah i'll buy a land <laughs> like an acre yeah go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> if you could go to um any time or place in in history where would you go the 1990s
1: Cause mm. just the hip-hop the shit that was going down like poll- like politic wise and
0: like all that stuff and I always want to see Jordan play. So, ooh, that'd be dope. okay, favorite, yeah, that's right, Jordan. Yeah. Who was your favorite rapper from the nineties? Because you mentioned the hip hop.
1: <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say Pac. Pog, and I mean, I mean, I mean, they're a group. Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. They're up. They're probably like the second one for sure. But like Pog, because Pog. I mean, Pog is Pog. Yeah. He talk, like he inspired me a lot too. So yeah,
0: just the shit he talked about. You mentioned Wu Tang. Have you seen that? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah dude that's so fun me and my girl finished it and we were like I didn't like the ending
1: though yeah I didn't like the ending I was like
0: what or I just I was, I was expecting a little bit more yeah but it's still early like, on in the process
1: I was like there has to be another season yeah <laughs> it's like come like, on can't
0: be come on like what yeah but yeah yeah that's cool so if you could have an actor any actor play your life the story of you who would you pick Will Smith hey okay <laughs> he's on my like top five like
1: inspiration like people mm like overall not okay. just music Will Smith because he does it all
0: yeah, so, yeah movies, the, movies yeah guys. him for sure Yeah. so yeah for favorite sure. favorite
1: movie that he's in um pro- I have a lot or but TV probably uh, oh Fresh Prince <laughs> hey yo, that's what like, I say yeah the Jersey <laughs> the Jersey I had to
0: but uh, probably I Am Legend yeah ooh, ooh yeah, yeah. Ooh. do that scene where you have said... the dog saddest moment of all time man. Just, <laughs> for real <laughs> you're I'm just like, like oh man it was just him and her. you know what I do I skip that part <laughs> <laughs> you see Kevin he's like nope yeah I skipped that part like nope mm-hmm. like I
1: can't watch this part I legit do that
0: yeah I don't know one of my favorites growing up was Men in Black I really liked the whole like, I couldn't get into it bro no not even the first one oh, Okay. I can't Damn. get into it that's like Damn. one of the least favorite movies you, know, you gotta watch
1: Seven Pounds Oh, yeah, I've seen some you know, I've sad. seen like every Will Smith It's mad, huh? Yeah. It's so sad. Because
0: you don't see it coming until the very end. You're like, oh, oh shit, he really did that? Yeah.
1: I was yeah.
0: Like, he, like, he found like each person that he wanted to donate a certain thing to. Yup. Like, yeah. That's, that's deep. I know. I really liked Hancock, too. I thought that was funny.
1: It was funny. It was all right. Yeah. That was the one that was like mediocre for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know yeah, he didn't, But you can't go the... Pursuit yeah
1: pursue happiness. I wrote a paper on that. Did like, you? I watched that movie too many times. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: A good movie, though, yeah, and then obviously the saddest scene is the bathroom.
0: Oh, yeah, the yeah, bathroom
1: where the dude's hammering on the door with his mm-hmm. son.
0: Yeah, sad, yeah, it's a really sad scene. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about him in Aladdin? We li- I
1: liked it, yeah. Oh, you know, I was with my sister, I was like, I thought watch it and I was like, no. <laughs> I watched it with my sister. Wait, did we watch it together? We did watch it together. Oh, the second time. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I watched it twice. We went together. We yeah. did. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we went together. It was good. He actually mm-hmm. played a really good role as the genie. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: yeah, I thought it. so too. I mean, no one's obviously going to compare to Robert Williams, but I mean, he was a close second.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, Robert Williams is still the original. Yeah.
0: So being that it is the beginning of a new year, <laughs> uh, it's also 2022, start of a new decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are some of the goals that you have? not just for this year but for the next decade as well that you want to accomplish.
1: Um I want to be able to not start like a label but start mm. something more bigger than that where I can really give back and help younger artists. Okay. And really just help them like you know go head the right route, mm-hmm. the right direction if they want to make it in music or radio. Like consulting kind of? Consulting yeah. but like yeah, just like in a way I kind of be like a consulting like coach but like obviously with my music, still make it something, like, as a brand, mm-hmm. with, like, merch and obviously things like that. But, you know, bigger than just the materialistic things. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to, like, at least lead some type of movement. Mm-hmm. And kind of just, the tip. not, not like, more than just you can do anything, but, like, don't worry too much
0: about what other people think. Yeah. Just do you. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. I like working with kids. Right now, I work at a boys and girls club. Nice. But it's, it's super fun to see, like, help the kids kind of just find themselves. Because they're all... Or on their, on their f- friends, you see them act a different yep. way. But when yep. they're by themselves, you see them be a little bit more about their self. And yep. it's like, in your head, you're thinking, man, why aren't you being a little bit more of yourself? Right, like, exactly, at all man. times. But exactly. you forget at that age, there's a lot of outside pressures, yep. a lot of uncomfortability. A lot of influence. Yeah, a lot of bad influence. Sometimes not the right direction for yep. certain things. So True. it's kind of like, yeah, helping. I, like, I enjoy helping kids kind of finding their own path, whether it's sports you or whatever. You definitely should. I used to
1: work with kids, too for the city of Anaheim and I learned that too working with kids like yeah they act certain ways in certain situations yeah and you're just kind of like <sighs> yeah yeah
0: but um, anything else you want to plug before you go and get <laughs> 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 <Plug>? <laughs> no I mean yeah I mean anyone's listening uh, you could uh, follow me on
1: Spotify or SoundCloud or all streaming platforms at YBG Instagram YBG714 same thing with Twitter so check me out check out my stuff like I said new singles coming
0: there you go. Really appreciate you hopping on the show, and for best sure. of luck to you in your future endeavors, man. Hell yeah, bro. Much love. Hey everybody, it's Noah Alvarez again. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Before you go, be sure to leave a rating and review if you liked the most recent episode, and be sure to go check out some of the older episodes too in the My Mike and I podcast library. We had some really interesting guests as of late too, and we're trying to keep that streak going here at the beginning of 2020. Again, just a reminder, too, it's available on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, of course. It's available on the Big Heads Podcast Network as well. Shout out to them for putting us on. So just be sure to go check it out on all the platforms that we have the My Mike and I podcast available on. Be sure to subscribe, be sure to follow, and be sure to leave that rating and review. Uh, Greatly appreciate it, guys. Well, that's going to do it for episode 88 of the My Mike and I podcast. I'm Noah Alvarez, the host, signing off. Till next time.